Don't be an idiot. Changed my life. Expecting the minimum, 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 the minimum. That's a formula I can live by. Don't be an idiot. Get up and do better. Two imperfect pastors trying to <laughs> figure it out. Well, hey, Caleb, and welcome everyone to Don't Be an Idiot on this Thursday. It is a cold this week, Caleb. It has been a, a hey, frigid hey, week. It's a heat wave. It's a heat wave. We're in double digits. Uh, double digits. I uh, have been thinking recently about how funny it is, the swings between it was going to be the ice age and it was going to be like all the <laughs> ice caps are melting. Like, we, you know, the nature can't figure it out. It seems like we were going in waves here. But that's not what we're talking about today. Because mm. we are going to start our second conversation about lies. Lies. You sit upon a throne, throne of lies. lies. Exactly Is that right. what we're doing? Well, we're just, we came across this book this summer called Nine Common Lies That Christians Believe. Uh, and we're just kind of walking through some of these. These are kind of popular culture that you hear all the time. Mm. Uh, last week, we discussed how God won't give me more than I can handle. <laughs> uh, Caleb started preaching. It was awesome. I loved it. Uh there's, so what we're trying to do is we're just going to try to expose this lie and tell you why it matters that we don't play into these. Mm. I think today's is one that's hard to fight because of when you hear it. Mm. And so, uh, you know, Caleb, uh, as pastors, uh, what's the worst part of your job? Funerals, baby. Uh, yeah. They're you and I hard. typically are sitting where in these funerals? For, oh. <laughs> we always are in the sound booth, you know, uh, monitoring the, the, the computer and stuff. And I'm just always struck by like, this is terrible. Like now this isn't to mean that we don't enjoy the wrong word, but we don't want to be there for our people when they're grieving. It's a part of our job and we want to take that very seriously. I think it, 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 this is not the context at all. I think it was a politician at some point that said, never pass up a good crisis. Oh gosh. <laughs> but yeah, I see <laughs> so, where you're going, but please get there quickly. <laughs> yeah. The whole, uh, when people are in crisis, that's when life change can take place. And honestly, f death, facing the reality of death is a, a key moment. And for a pastor to not want to enter into that moment would be a terrible thing. And so while nobody likes doing funerals, there's a, it, it is an important part of our job to be there and to help people in their times of crisis. So it's just, it's a tough part of the job because so many things are going on. Like you mm. need to be there in such a strategic way mm -hmm. to comfort and to love and to point people to God. I mean, that's, that's what our job mm -hmm. is, but man, maybe, maybe this is just me because I have often found myself saying really dumb things, but Do you have a specific story. Uh, maybe not right. Uh, not at this time, <laughs> but, uh, I'm sure we don't have a don't be an idiot about this, but funerals are such an important time yeah. to choose your words carefully. Uh, and it's so easy, uh, you know, Pastor Joe, I've had these conversations with him about like, man, what you say in those times is going to matter because there's a lot of dumb things you can say uh, when you just approach someone, you know, or yeah. you're trying to kind of like, because a lot of times you're meeting them cold for the first time. Like you've never met this person. You got to come up, you know, I had to have a normal conversation. What are some normal conversation openers, Caleb, that could be? Hey, how you doing? Oh, hey, what's going on? Uh, or have a good day when yeah, they leave. But, or, yeah, all your, all your gr first greetings and all of your uh, goodbyes are not appropriate. 
when oh, it's good it's to see you. Somebody is it? You know, is is dealing with a death. Uh yeah. And so I, I remember one very specifically where I was. We were we were in church. It was a church member. She doesn't go to church anymore. She moved out of state, uh, but her husband had died. Man, sweet lady. And I remember standing in line. And I'm standing in line thinking, what am I going to say? What am I going to say? What am I going to say? And I heard the person in front of me and like, uh, man, how are you? And she just started crying. And I thought, I'm not going to say anything. I just walked up, gave her a hug and walked away. Hmm. It was as successful as I've ever been in those, in those <laughs> moments. But there's a common lie that's spoken at funerals hmm. uh, that it's always spoken from people that are either hurting mm-hmm. and need some comfort or it's spoken to that person so that you can give them comfort. And this is the lie. I know you're hurting today, but you can have some comfort because God gained another angel. So, what are they suggesting? <laughs> yeah. So so when I first heard this, I, I was actually like, do people really believe this? I, I, I was kind of like, because I hadn't heard it when we first started talking about this. It, it, like I, I'd seen it maybe in pop culture. I'd seen it, you know, uh, movies or TV shows or something like that. But I, I'd never really heard somebody say that. And maybe I had, it just hadn't registered with me uh, because obviously they're in grief and, and or they're trying to offer comfort to somebody who's in grief. So I'm going <laughs> to, knowing how many uh, stupid things I say, I'm going to give people a lot of grace there. But um, I'm doing a funeral on the day this is released and uh, talking with them. And one of them said that about the deceased. I'm just glad God got another angel and knowing we were going to have this conversation it just stood out to me and yeah yeah you texted me and you're like you're never going to believe what just happened and i i honestly i i came up with different things in my head i'm like i wonder what he's going to say and i i knowing we were going to have this conversation 24 hours later i was like there's no way that that actually happened she's that this exact line and but we see it a lot of places because uh, I've seen it a lot on the back of cars. It'll be like, you know, say it's Dave, mm. you know, RIP Dave and his, mm-hmm. his name has some wings on it. Yes. You know what I mean? It'll be yeah. like, you know, 19, whatever to 2000, whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's suggesting that when Dave died, he went to heaven to be with God, but not in any biblical way that we understand humans mm. dying and going to heaven in some weird mix of popular culture and Bible times to say, but he's going to be an angel and he gained his wings. It's gonna be an angel, and so I think that's, I think that's what the, the thinking is: is that if you're in heaven, you're an angel, and so they're saying just, oh, he's now, an angel in heaven, is is I, th- I think I. Yeah, I said to you off there just a second ago. I said I think this typically comes from people who, who aren't Christians or they're young Christians, mm. and I think what you're saying now is is why. Because they don't have an actual understanding of their Bible. Yes, they haven't actually read much of what the Bible talks about as angels, as, as spiritual beings, or, or know really what happens to us after death. Um, and, and so they're just trying to say, I, I, they're in heaven, which is a good place. I think that's the, the motivation. But again, you, you said this earlier. It's never, you can't come and in that moment correct someone's theology when this wife who is grieving the loss of her husband 
says that. I that is not an appropriate time yeah. to correct. Uh, Actually, <laughs> really, that's not at all what, right? Like, this it's wild not time for Nerd Caleb, is that what you're saying? We found a bad uh, yeah, time for yeah, Nerd Caleb. Yeah. Oh, oh, man. But that's, so honestly, this is why I think it's important to have this conversation now in the form of a podcast where like, hey, this information's out there and, and you can learn this at a time. So you, you don't think this is what happens when you're in crisis, uh, Learn this, hear this at this point. Uh, parent, we, you know, Christians and parents and, and dads, be careful how you talk and be talking to your kids about these things so that way you have a better understanding so your kids don't grow up to believe this. And, and so they don't hear that and think that's what actually happens. Because this is, this is a popular message in culture, and it's a really weird one. So help start us in the conversation of what exactly are angels when we're talking about that. Yeah, so... If you read your Bible, uh, you're going to see, and you should, and you should that uh, as we discussed earlier, the word angel uh, can kind of mean put you in two different directions because we use the word as just a heavenly beings. Angels are a heavenly being that's not God, and it's just mm-hmm. kind of this understanding of like there are spiritual beings that we don't fully understand, and uh, when we mean angel, so I, I think we can break it down in three different types of angels that we see in the Bible. Okay. Uh, specific. I, I think you could probably even narrow that down further, but we're going to go with these three main ones. The first one would be angel as a messenger. Okay. And so maybe the most popular one is the Christmas story. An angel comes to Mary and says, hey, you're going to be giving birth to a son. You're going to name him uh, Jesus. You're, he's Emmanuel, you know, God with us. Uh, we see that angel. Uh, I just read this morning in my, my quiet time, uh, angels came to Abraham. Mm-hmm. Uh, to give a message, there were angels that went to uh, Sodom and Gomorrah in the same story, you mm-hmm. know, to, to deliver a message. That message is not good. When we see the messenger angels, Caleb, what almost always is a response from people? Well, it, the first thing is typically uh, the, in the story this morning, it wasn't this, but almost always it's fear. Like, and and uh, in this uh, Bible study we're doing, the, the lady pointed out that there's probably two possible reasons for why they fear. Because these beings look just like human, as far as we can tell from the text. So one thing to note, no angel that's called an angel in the Bible ever has wings. Oh, that's important here because of the lie here that they gained their wings today. Yeah, so angels do not have wings in the the spiritual being that is called an angel. And we'll go into the two others. There's two others that do have wings, but they're never called angels. So first, uh, but they do, and, and they always are male. If they're called an angel, they're a spiritual being, they're always male and without wings. We get the but, names of some of them. And yeah. we do get, uh, 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 Gabriel and Michael are two named angels uh, in the Bible. So, uh, but people tend to, whenever they encounter one of these humanoid messengers from God, they tend to respond in fear. And in, in our Bible study this morning, the lady had two, two possible reasons why. And I think one of them is for surely right. And the other one I'm, I'm still pondering. Uh, the first was that, well, they just appeared suddenly. <laughs> you have somebody just appear before you, you're going to be scared. Right? Every good jump scare in every movie is because they something appeared suddenly. Something <laughs> appeared, right? So obvious, uh, to me, 
Yes, a hundred percent. In in today's story that we read in in Genesis, where the angels uh, come to Abraham, he sees them a long way off, is what it, it says, and and so he saw them, and then he he and he doesn't respond in fear. But he clearly knows they're angels by something when he sees them. Yes, it's different than seeing random people. For something's some reason, different. Something's different. Uh, now, and that leads to the second thing that may cause most people's response in fear is that um, in Genesis chapter six, we found out we find out about the Nephilim, uh, which is this. Uh, they they appear to be giants. The, a second reason that people t- might respond with fear to the presence physically of it imposing is yeah is that there's something physically large and intimidating imposing about them so they suddenly appeared and they're really big seems like that would work for me yeah and there's different places that these guys pop up all the way from the old testament to the Mm -hmm. new testament all kinds of things happen so that's the first think messenger think looks like a human male yep that's how they're described we have a few you know oh he said gabriel and michael Uh, satan is also one of those named angels you know what i mean uh seems to be the opposer, uh, like Lucifer, Lucifer specifically, Lucifer. Um, is, is they you know so they're named, they're they're messengers, uh, they're warriors. We see that that you know Michael was fighting some other spiritual mm-hmm. being uh, in in, in some <laughs> of the Old Testament books. There's a lot of guys. This is a deep hole that you can dive into. Oh, it's crazy! Um, it's crazy. I actually think this is dangerous sometimes for for Christians because you lose yourself in angel theology when the Bible's not about the spiritual side of things. Yeah, well, it's not about the spiritual realm as much as it is about the, the earthly realm and God coming into it. We've so. been given the terrestrial story That's and there great. is a celestial story out there yeah. and, and we get interactions with it. Um, but we, the Bible is the terrestrial story. We're kind of walking around blind up there. Uh, yeah, we yeah. have no idea what all is happening, but we get little, sometimes we like the clouds part and we get a little glimpse. We're like, what the... This is, it's a crazy story, and we don't have it yet. We don't know it. Now, the other two mm-hmm. primarily show up in <laughs> visions. And they're wild. Wild. Uh, this is... So however you take visions in the Bible, there are times to take them literally. There are times to not take them literally. Like, mm-hmm. Visions have their own side of you know how we need to interpret those things. There are the seraphim yep. and the cherubim. Yep. You, can you tell me the difference between a seraphim and a cherubim? Uh, okay, so the cherubim has four wings. So and four faces and four faces, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> and they can face four directions at once. So, uh, Bible trivia: Where's the first cherubim appear? Uh, I want to say in the throne room with uh, uh, Isaiah. You you know the right answer. Is that not it? Way earlier. Way earlier. The first place. Where do I always like to go? It's gen- it's an early in Genesis then. So yep. Genesis three. Genesis three. Okay. Guarding the way to the Garden of Eden. Oh, what a good one. Facing the four faces, different directions. Faces, flaming he's sword. Got a flaming sword, and he's got his four wings. So weirdly, there are I no... That. You did. I knew you do that. Yeah. There are no two-winged <laughs> human-like creatures in the Bible. Yeah. <laughs> so we're not even sure the cherubim are human-like. No, obviously not. They've got four faces. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, and they're different. Co- like, I think it's the animal, uh, the bear, the eagle, There's the lion, lion. Yeah, and like then that. a human, and then a human face. So clearly, they're they're not human. Whatever else they are, they're they're spiritual beings. The but can se- I? Can we tell? Yeah. This isn't even the creepy one. No. <laughs> tell us about the seraphim. That's the creepy one. Okay. Honestly, all I really remember of the seraphim is is that it's got six wings. 
Oh, oh, and both of them, their wings are covered with eyes. Eyeballs. Eyeballs are covered. Guys, this is wild. The heaven is going to be so crazy because <laughs> these six, the, these six winged creatures. And, and as we get glimpses of them, they're typically in the throne room of God. The seraphim in particular uh, are typically, I, I can't think of a story where the seraphim aren't in the throne Agreed. room. And what they're doing is that they're flying around six wings, but they're using two of them to just cover their, their, their faces, their eyes. If they have a face, we don't know. Yeah, yeah, whatever that was. <laughs> Uh, and then two of their wings to cover their feet. And then they're using the other two wings to fly. And they're hovering around the throne room of God, crying, singing out, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Yeah, we primarily see this <laughs> uh, when Isaiah is in the throne room of God. Yeah. Uh, and Isaiah doesn't get a great glimpse because he falls on his face pretty quickly. <laughs> He's like, I am undone. This and then Isaiah. one of them charges him with a fire poker with a flaming hot coal in it. And, and, and his reaction is literally mouth. says, it's time to die. Like Isaiah just gives up life. He's like, I'm about to be run through. Like it's a ter- terrifying experience. Woe for him. is me. Yes. Meaning I am in so much trouble. So as Caleb's looking up this, this verse and is going to just share the description, maybe I, one, one of the things I want to point out here is that uh, angels are always used as messenger or servants of God, the father. And it's always in some kind of service role. So whether they're delivering a message or they're, like he said, they're flying around or that one's flying at him with the fire poker, all of these different things. And so we have to kind of have a good understanding of what these angels are. Mm. Uh, and as Caleb said earlier, we are existing in the terrestrial, the earth realm here. Mm. And while we, we, it is clear that there is some celestial, like some spiritual realm stuff happening, there's a lot going on we don't always get a great glimpse mm. into that. Mm-hmm. So why then would we say, Caleb, oh, Caleb, you know, be okay. I know so-and-so died, but they're an angel today. That shouldn't comfort you. No. No. That, that's, not, that's not the story that the, that the Bible gives us. And, and the Bible, we, we are spiritual beings and physical beings. We're this, we're the only one that's human. I got my idiot story. (laughs) Okay. I'm talking about souls and spiritual beings and things like that. Yes. Early as a youth pastor, I'm at Adelot Baptist Church, going there part-time, going to school full-time, all of these things, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I'm discussing the afterlife on from Mm. stage. And it's like in youth youth group. group. And it's, you know, 10, 15, something like that, kids in the room. And one of them asks about their dog had just died. Did you, did you know the dog had just died? I knew the dog just died. Because she brings <laughs> it up. She's talking about her dog just dying and how she's excited to see her dog in heaven. And college Jake, who is f- excited about the knowledge that he's been gaining. Yep. Like, you know, from 2009 to 2015, my knowledge of the Bible just had a huge... Like, if you're looking at a line graph, you know what I mean? Right. Shot. Yeah. I'm dying. Um, and I just looked at her and I was like, hey, I just... I, I did it in a nice way. Hey, just to be clear. The Bible talks about how the only created beings with souls are humans. So we're actually not going to see your dog in heaven. <laughs> and she just starts crying. Shauna is here with me, gives me a look, and goes over to comfort this poor child and brings her out of the room. I remember thinking, like, this is where Shauna and I kind of started discussing. Just because it's true doesn't mean it's helpful. <laughs> <laughs> this lines up well here. Because... 
uh, we're we're in the, in the the point of that we're trying to point like you don't need to say to the grieving person, hey, yeah. hey, that's wrong. Just because it's true doesn't mean it's helpful. <laughs> There's going to be a better time to talk about in that. that moment. Yeah, not helpful at all. Uh, and so, <laughs> so your what dog would, never seeing that thing again. <laughs> no, go oh, poor. I uh, hope you said a good goodbye. You know, uh, one of our favorite theologians actually believes that they will that dogs go to heaven. You know who that? it is? No, C.S. Lewis. I think there are animals in heaven. There are definitively animals in heaven because God said, "Well, in the new creation." Yes. Well, let me say it that way. And so the world will, in fact, <laughs> have I told you this? Uh, one of the songs we sing as a family is uh, "We Believe" by the Newsboys. It's yeah. got a little. Bit, it's it's a little bit of a creed. Uh, we believe in God and the Father. Uh, we believe in, uh, in Jesus Christ. We believe in the Holy Spirit. And, yeah. Uh, three in one. It, it's it's a great creed. But at the end, uh, it's repeating uh, this refrain, and he's coming back again. He's coming back again. And uh, we add at the end, and he's bringing dinosaurs. <laughs> yes, you have told me this. <laughs> Jude loves dinosaurs. like As every kid, I love dinosaurs. Yes, dinosaurs are freaking cool, man. Like uh, Jurassic Park was one of my favorite movies growing up. It still so. is one of my favorite movies. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so, Terrible dude, science, great uh, CGI. <laughs> well, it, it, the point... These, I think God is going to bring back the. It's a renewal of the world. Uh, is what this get a little bit off track from? Yeah, from angels, but so in. But we're talking about eternity now. Yes, yeah, we're talking about it. So, so in in the new creation, it's not that we leave this world. That's that's a false theology that that the earth we're going to go just live in heaven forever. No, we we do for a time. But the whole point of, of scripture from, from Genesis, Genesis starts in a garden where heaven and earth come together. And if you look at Revelation 20, 21, and 22, the end of the story, that's where heaven and earth come back together. It's not that heaven stays up in space or wherever it is. It's that it comes to earth. And then humanity that's followed after the lamb followed after Jesus is given dominion again, back from Genesis one and two mm-hmm. is given dominion over a new creation, a new world. Uh, and so that's what <laughs> I, I think God's going to bring back some of these crazy things. Uh, and we'll see him again. So there is a truth that needs to be kind of exposed uh, in place of this lie. Mm-hmm. But the problem here is that this can be a really heavy truth. Uh, because humans have this crazy way of totally ignoring death and acting like it's never going to happen. Mm. What we know about humans is that all of us die. The average age for males, Caleb, in the U.S. is 77 years old. Mm. You're 34, right? <laughs> right. So I'm 36. 36. So, so I'm getting close to halfway is what you're, you're trying to say You're getting pretty here. close to halfway. I, 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 it's just one of these things that I think... Joe has this, this, he's done a lot of funerals and been in a lot of ministry a long time. And one of the things mm-hmm. that he has recognized over time is that when it comes to funerals, believers always handle death better than non-believers. And the answer is really clear there. It's because they have an understanding of what happens. And so what we're trying to do with this lie, we're trying to people do to themselves with this lie is comfort themselves. So this is mm-hmm. a terrible way to comfort because it's like lies are, are only comfortable for a time until you mm-hmm. realize that they're mm-hmm. not true. And someday they're going to die and realize it was not true. There will be no comfort to be found. 
Yeah. There's a, I was just listening to a book and they said this line and I thought it was funny. Uh, lies serve no one, especially lies you tell yourself. And then the guy immediately said, well, unless it's to a woman for a short time. <laughs> for, <laughs> no, I'm not advocating lying to a woman, but just it was just a funny, yeah. funny lie. And lies never, especially lies to yourself. Um, yeah. Which was the, the truth that the guy was sharing in the book. And when, when we're lying to ourselves, that, that, that doesn't help us. And um, w- our job as, as pastors, as Christians, is, is to be telling the truth. Our, our job as dads is to be telling the truth to our family. Now, at an appropriate time, and again, this is why this one's a difficult topic to, to address. Because you can't, it, it's not, you've got to find the right time to tell the kid, hey, Dogs don't have souls. It, that, it's okay. Yeah. Um, plants wither and die. They don't all go to heaven. Uh, well, I think there's also a truth here that we have to tell people. As Christians, as pastors, as if you're a believer in Jesus and you know that eternal life mm-hmm. with God and there's only one place to get that is through Jesus, the other side of that truth is there's a real place called hell where eternal suffering happens. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we feel like sometimes that Christianity and being nice go hand in hand. We've had a whole podcast about the word nice. It is not <laughs> nice to just hide the fact that there's a hell. This is not me saying go to these funerals and say, hey, that really sucks that your dad's in hell. Mm. That, that's not at all what you're supposed to say. But it's the relationships you have before then to be pointing out like, hey, there is a real thing that you need to be aware of. And that if mm. you do not believe in Jesus and he does not save your soul you will not go to heaven. In fact, as we think of uh, spiritual beings, angels, these messengers, these cherubim, seraphim, there's a, a fascinating verse in in the book of James that says, oh, you believe in God? <laughs> Congratulations. Even the demons, meaning uh, those spiritual beings that have rebelled against God, which that's a whole nother conversation, long topic we could go into, but there are, uh, the Bible gives us a number, a third of the spiritual beings have rebelled against God. Um, We have no idea what that, the actual number is, but we know a third of them have. And, And, and James is saying, so you believe in God, congratulations. Even the demons believe that. They know that there's a God, meaning they they 100% know that there's a God. And, and they tremble because they know that their end is eternal torment. And that's terrifying to realize. You, you just go and read through the Gospels, any Gospel. All of them include Jesus talking about hell. And he uses a lot of different words for it. But this place of torment, of fire, of darkness, of agony where you chose that if you don't repent and turn to Jesus. That's his, like his whole message. Like, Hey, you've got to take this life seriously because the afterlife lasts a long time. And the answer is eternity. Yeah. So instead of saying God gained another angel, what we need to be saying is God is calling his worshipers home. Mm. Like that's, that's why Christians are weathering the storm of death better than non-Christians because they have an understanding is that what happens to a Christian after he dies is that we see this when Jesus is talking to the thief and says, today mm. you're going to be with me in paradise. There is this great 
reconnection with God. Mm-hmm. Now, there's other conversations to be had about, you know, what's happening before the return of what Caleb talked about earlier of the revelation story of when heaven mm-hmm. and earth come back together. Tons of things to talk about here. Some of the things, the pictures begin to heaven are, are us worshiping, uh, or us being, you know, surrounded uh, by these angels. The, the Bible tells us that, you know, humans, you know, uh, saved humans are actually above the angels, mm-hmm. like uh, in the order of things. There's, there's a lot of things going on here, but we need to be giving actual comfort to mm-hmm. the people who are grieving. Mm-hmm. It, and not false, false comfort, actual comfort right there. Yeah. Like real genuine. It, if there is real comfort there, because for, for a person who doesn't believe in Jesus, there's no comfort. And that's, terrifying reality and it you, should wake up the missionary and every one of the believers oh in Jesus. absolutely right. like i i don't care how good of a person they were that they'd give you off their shirt off their back that's uh i i've every every funeral i've done i think they've used that exact line of these people uh, of the deceased that they were oh they were just so kind so generous they'd give you their shirt off their back i love it I'm glad they were a good person. I'm glad you loved them. I'm glad you were connected with them. It's not a balanced scale. Yeah, bluntly, good people go to hell all the time. You've heard that Mm. before. Yeah. Yeah. So, and for, we have to deal with this in a way that not many other people do. As as pastors, as those who do funerals and are are constantly around all these. Uh, But I, I hope this is, Encouraging even just for those of you that, that, you know, have had friends and loved ones die. And as you have other people you know die, think through how to offer genuine support and genuine comfort. Uh, one of my favorite things uh, is in the book of Job. Job's friends do offer comfort as long as they keep their mouth shut. <laughs> That's exactly right. When they're just there. So don't feel the need to talk. I'm an extrovert. This is the first message I'm preaching myself yeah. all the time. Sometimes just letting the silence be there. Um, is, is but also the knowing comfort. the truth. You have the greatest mm. news in the world. Mm. Like, hey, I know a way that your loved one will spend eternity in heaven. Mm. And what do we know about heaven? There's no, there's no bad things in heaven. Mm. There's no more tears. There's no more disease. There's no more things that take people away yeah. from life. And so, like, what we can be doing as Christians is, like, how do we combat this? We don't combat this in the moment when someone says it. No. We offer comfort in the gospel in our everyday lives. We go and step into the pain of grief when our friends have loved ones die. And we tell them what the truth is. Mm. And we celebrate. It's kind of an overused thing. Like, we're not doing funerals. We're doing celebrations of life. Mm-hmm. But we celebrate the fact that God calls his home. Such a cool thing. So, yeah. well, Caleb, you know, we'll have to maybe check in on you next week how that funeral <laughs> went. But uh, it's such a big deal to offer comfort and, and offer truth in the face of lies, even lies that kind of sneak in like this. This one is sneaky in a way that just is super uncomfortable yeah. because you have no way. It's hard to combat. So, yep. So, thanks for joining us for another episode of Don't Be an Idiot. Uh, check you out next week. Thank you.